Hey, 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 people of God and all creations around the world. I pray you all are doing well on this beautiful day. I pray that you are in good health and right mind. I just want to say thank you for joining Mental and Love Notes 101. This is your girl, C.L. Suz. As promised, I mentioned on the last episode that I wasn't able to do the interview or conclude the interview, but I have my rib here today. So guess what? We are going to finish this marriage interview that we have started. And I have again with me none other than my husband, Pastor Sheldon Suggs. Hey, 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 good people. Amen, amen. We're so thankful for you for joining us on today. As always, sow the seed of sharing because share with somebody who may need to know this word, understand this word, understand. As as I said already before, we only giving you sound advice and encouragement to what has already been beneficial for us. I'm not here to tell you to do this, do that, because you know what? Every marriage is different. Every individual is different. And we all need different things. So pray and seek Holy Spirit in regards to what you need in your relationship. Like I said, you know, we're only here to give you sound advice and encouragement of what we have already been through or what has been beneficial for each one of us. So again, just know that I am praying for you. I'm praying for your mate. I'm praying for those who may be widows. I'm praying for those who may be single. I am praying for those who may not even care to have a mate. I'm still praying because even in the single world, you go through so so much. So I just want to say, be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. All right, that's the sus. So let's get you in this room. So. So one of the things that I want to share and I want to ask with ask you, how can we show interest in one another's lifestyle or things that they may like or don't like? How can we show interest? First of all, as I stated in the, the first session, it has to be communication. In order to share, you got to know what your mate loves or like, what they dislike or, or don't like. So that communication is very key. I can't take you out to eat if you're allergic to shrimp or fish and when you really want steak and chicken. So it has to be simple and plain, but communication is key. Amen. Amen. That's right. I am allergic to shrimp, so there's no need of taking me to no shrimp bar. Unless it's sushi, I can eat the tuna. But, you know, I, I, I thank you for that. And even, you know, showing interest into my, my spouse is, for me, it was football, you know, and basketball. I did some sports that I didn't like, but I grew to love them. For one, we had two sons. My Our oldest son, he was playing football. So for me to be able to not only show my son that I appreciate his game, I had to show my husband because he appreciated even more than my son did. So here I go, cold, sitting on bleachers. Um, I also, you know, had to show my youngest son, who was a basketball fan. He was all in basketball, traveling here, there, and everywhere. And there were times that I went with him. You know, I didn't understand the plays at first. But even when I began to sit down on the couch and listen, look at it with my spouse, it was able to he'll start calling out plays on oh that was a foul oh that was a you know 
rebound, you know, so, and so when I started saying the, the terminology, the lingo of basketball, he's like, okay, babe, you getting it. But at the same time, that's what was important to him, the knowing that I had interest in what he liked and he had interest in what I liked. Yeah, I know my husband don't like to go shopping, but guess what? He'll go and sometimes he'll sit on the beach bleachers until i finish but at the same time he goes to support me as well as i support him so that's what he's talking about communication being there for one another and one thing i can say and i will say this now because i feel the leading of the holy spirit men you should never allow your wife to go anywhere without your presence because so much is going on in this day and time that you need to be in her location you need to know where she's at you need to know where your daughters are at you need to you know have some communication even with the children and I go in a little bit deeper into that. You should treat your wife like your daughter or your son should treat their spouse because you'll be that living example of what they see and that's what they'll uh, portray or what they'll experience. If they see mom and daddy loving on one another, protecting one another and being there for one another, they'll grow up be the same way. Amen, amen. When is a sufficient time to build each other up? When do we think that is a sufficient time? Because a lot of times people think you build each other up when you come into the ministry or you build each other up when, you know, uh, now that you're feeling the butterflies again. But when when is a good, sufficient time to build each other up? At all times. And what is it's, your version it's, of it's building not, up? It's not. It's building up in, in the words you speak, just nice, kind gestures, cleaning it's doing things that you know that matters to your spouse. But it's always, it's never a wrong time to build one another up. It should always be the right time to build one another up. Yes, I agree. I concur. It's to be a sufficient time is to build each other up at all times. You know, at all times, building your husband up. Cause, or, you know, the version of building my husband up is basically telling him oh how proud i am of him or how he looked nice in the suit or blase blase because at some point if you don't build your husband up guess or your spouse up somebody else gonna try to build them up and and one thing that my husband always tell me you're beautiful i love you so when somebody else flojo and nojo come up and say oh you beautiful guess what i they don't move me why because for one my heavenly father said it and for two, my, my father said it. And for three, I have a husband who back up and said it. So, because somebody run out and say, you're beautiful and all this, and get, you know, oh, what, what we say, sweet nothings in your ear, that that, that shouldn't move you because it, it moves people who doesn't hear it. And if you, does, if you don't hear it and it's not valid in your ear, then you assume to fall a prey to those who say it. But... There again, you know, we should always build one another up at all times, not tear one another down. And I can say for myself, I at one point was guilty for that. I was tearing my own house down. And, you know, the Bible in Proverbs talks about the virtuous woman, which we all love to read, you know, around Mother's Day. But the virtuous woman, some of us has been foolish women. We should be virtuous women at all times. Virtuous in everything that we do, even when it comes to our family life. And because what people don't know in your house, they can't run about your house. They can only assume. But when they come to you about things or somebody, because like I tell people all the time, you can assume anything. But until you come to me or come to one of us that is in the house, it makes a difference in the story. The story turns around a whole lot different because people see their own version of what they want to see. 
And we have to keep people out of our house because if not, they will tear down the house. Mm -hmm. The only <laughs> one that should be in your house is God because that's a union and a marriage that's done in the face of God. So the only one you should be telling your problems to is God. Amen. And to open up to each other, you know, even in the moment of feeling trauma or even in the moment of something traumatic happening, that is the moment that you open up to and, and, and find out what's really going on because there may be some deeper issues. I can recall, you know, even having a friend who mentioned that she, um, was feeling you know kind of down and when she talked to her husband she said her husband like he didn't care you know that she was going through a certain situation and she said it made me feel some type of way but to a point we should be able to open up to each other open up you know in conversation i can remember even when i was working with this job in goldsboro and i was doing a transfer and the lady ended up telling me you know um, I'm sorry, you know, Miss Sutton, she said, you cannot transfer because you have a write-up. And I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about? And so, kind of find out, the previous, or the, the, the supervisor that I was under, she had wrote me up for something. Matter of fact, she had me, to, she blackmailed me, really, because she had me to sign a form that she told me that this was a form that I had attended the meeting. And when I signed the form without reading, which was my error, Kind of find out she wrote me up and I couldn't transfer and that thing hurt me so deeply when my husband came home I just remember just falling down in his chest and just crying because at that moment I'm gonna tell you I love Jesus and he's my savior But my, I wanted to lay my hands on her and it wasn't in the Jesus name and can I keep it real? But at the same time, I know that you know what God you must have something greater for me Because I'm just thinking you gonna lie and they gonna put me you know say that I doing all this stuff that i wasn't doing it was just a mess but in that moment i just remember embracing my husband and just you know crying in his arm because at that time he was like what's going on so i remember telling him and he said you know what god's gonna work it out you know my husband one thing he's so optimistic he just gets a god gonna work it out and that time i didn't say i was i was furious and when i had to go back and see that woman the next day holy spirit was going to show me it's time for you to leave it's time for you to part because I realized then I realized now that I was dealing with a witch. I was dealing with a witch, but at the same time, and I said W I T C H, not the other word, but thank God I'm to a better place. So how can, you know, young couples that may be just married or even, I wouldn't even just say young couple because young couples right now, they're in that hype of the moment, they're in that hype of the emotions, but how, even the older season married couples and some who felt like they've been going through the motion or some that had might have felt like him hey, i'm just roommates with him or her how can you rekindle the spark i know we kind of talked about the passion is the passion still hot but how can ways people can rekindle the spark i think one thing and i say it so much about god yes you, do. you don't get caught up in the worldly things get caught up in the godly things because it could be just as simple as going to get ice cream and just talking. But communication is key. Let God be your, your leader, your provider. Let the Holy Spirit lead you into the things you need to do for your spouse, for your life. But I will always also say speak life into one another. Because if you speak life into one another, you're living. If you, if you speak death, you die. So it's very important to speak life into one another. 
And I will, I will add to that and rekindle the spark is, you know, like you say, taking ice cream and go sitting in the park. Or there are times that we even, you know, simple as eating a meal in the parking lot. Or, you know, just walking. For us, you know, even times that we are walking walk in our neighborhood, walk and pray and just see God's face. But rekindle the spark, whatever the Holy Spirit gives you. And sometimes it's just you, you and your spouse. Go, take a weekend. I know one time we were doing monthly. Every yes. month. We will go somewhere. Spend because that time together. Spend that quality time because, you know, God forbid if anything happened, you don't have that time. You mm-hmm. don't have that moment. You don't have that relationship. And now you with regrets. So I tell people all the time, spend that time. If it's nothing, if it's inexpensive, go somewhere. If it's nothing but for a day, but spend that time because the time is very valuable. And like you said, it's important when you leave and go out in public. That your spouse is with you. Even if you got to reschedule. Let me go somewhere. You know. Or wait later on to go with my spouse. Because you can feel like. Okay. I'm naked without here, without my spouse. And you should feel like that. Because you. You're two halves that become whole. Mm-hmm. I like that. Two halves to become whole. And both halves got to die to themselves for that one to be whole. Amen. So how do you deal with the quarrels in a godly way? Never speak out of anger. Sometimes it takes a while to calm down and rationalize stuff because most of the time, if you sit there and think about it, you ain't got no, no business quarrel about this, no way. And know that it's most of the time it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't fight with flesh, but you're fighting against spirit. Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the ways to deal with the quarrel in a godly way is, is like you say, what the scriptures say be quiet i mean be slow to speak mm-hmm. slow to you know you have to be slow because anger is easily been done you know and once you release the words you can't bring, you them, can't back. bring them back i tell people all the time craft your words frame your words carefully because if not in this season in this time we're in the angels are coming and they keep snatching everything that come out of mouth whether it's good or evil mm-hmm. and if we speak in idle words even the bible said idle words you're going to give a account for those words Useless and purposeless word, purposefully choose your words. purposeless words is going to cost you, and Jesus says you're going to be held accountable. Um, when you think about kingdom instruction, how to love one another, I know it's kind of go hand in hand with the quarrels in a godly way, but when you think about kingdom kingdom instruction, how to love one another, what comes to mind, or what scripture comes to mind? It has to be that the husband loves their wife. Because when you you love your wife, all that lines up with favor with God. Because a husband finding a wife, he finding favor with God. And I reckon, where well, I know that a marriage is very sacred. It's almost like we're married to God, just like we're married to one another. Yeah, he's first partakers. He's first partakers. And he loved us just enough to send his son. So it's something special about us we sent his son. Amen. And you said husband loves your wife. And I think about a scripture that goes on with that. It's saying wives submit yourself husband wives submit yourself to your own husband. You know, and I think the scripture said that for a reason, you know, and 
Um, and I know when we look at the word submissive, we think, oh, well, I just got to do this and that, everything he says. But if he's in leadership with God, then submit yes, you, you can easily submit. But if he's not in leadership with God, who are you submitting yourself to? You're not supposed to submit yourself to the enemy. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't supposed to disrespect that husband either. And I will say on, a, on that note, too, if you're... If wives is are submitting and you know your husband is not in God or following God, that's when you have to begin to pray even more. Yeah. Get in your word and pray even more. Stay in the posture of praying because prayer will change things. Oh, yes. It changes everything. And like you say, you know, when that husband, it, 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 even when the part of us, yeah, even the spouse, whatever the case may be. Uh, whenever that one is not in the God like they're supposed to, it's hard to, you know, because if you're in, if God told you to save and told you save for a reason, but then you have this, you know, spouse or the head of the house that has a, a spending problem and you know the Lord already told you, it's kind of hard to say, okay, you telling us we need another 18 inch, uh, 26 inch TV. No, we don't need that. You know, so you have to use wisdom and know, you know, we got, we need to keep this for a rainy day. And so you have to always, you know, submit to God first. Resist the devil and he will flee. And as the Bible always declares, uh, a sanctified wife will sanctify her husband. So you have to continue to pray for him. And I'm telling you, even in my own life, I had to really pray for my husband. I had to die to myself and what I wanted. Because I wanted him to be one way. I wanted to see this. And I wanted I I was dealing with that me, myself, and I demon. You know, I wanted to do And God told me one time, he said, that's above your pay grade. You trying to do my job. One plant, one water, I will give the increase, not you. I will give the increase. And so when we start trying to do God's job, it makes it hard for us. Instead of just submitting to God, God, I trust you. God, I, you know, I, whatever you say, Lord, I'm going to continue to pray. Even though some things I don't like, I'm just going to pray that your will be done. Not mine, but your will. And God works it out a whole lot better. Even in the, it, it, and I tell people all the time, you either going to get, there are so many that have fleshly desires and it's taking them away from the kingdom of God. Either we're going to have the spirit of God or we're going to have fleshly desire. And so many times we get fleshly, the fleshly desire, we get earthly results, which ends up in frustration. It don't last. Yeah, frustration, agitation, irritation, you destructive. It, it don't last. And I'm thinking like you, cause you're doing it fleshly way. But when we do it the kingdom way, we get earthly, we get kingdom results. Meaning that we're gonna everything that God said we're gonna have, we're gonna have, because now we move into the area of allowing God to be God, allow Him to do what He needs to do in our lives. So. <laughs> The thing that I, the last question, I guess one, one, unless the Holy Spirit say otherwise, but one of the last questions I want to ask, what advice will you give to an engaged friend or a couple that may be listening even now or maybe newlyweds or even in long-term relationship? Uh, it's so important to see God, God's face. Even if you got to go through some fasting and asking God, is this the one for me? Be be uh be mindful and be careful to let your flesh die, and don't make fleshly decisions. Just like we just said, that flesh it, it's 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 emotional base. It's based on a feeling. 
but you want something that's spiritual based, that's gonna last, that's sustained, because you're gonna need that regardless, because you're gonna go through some ups and downs, and those ups and downs are designed to, it's a process. Make you stronger. Make you one. stronger. So those things that might knock you down won't knock you down later. Mm -hmm. You'll become stronger when you realize, okay, I got through this little thing. I can get through this big thing. And like you said, it, it, it's a process to make you stronger and also to self-examination, you know, self-examine yourself and to find out, you know what, you know, because a lot of times we don't like to look at ourselves. We don't like to look in the mirror and say, God, examine me. We always want to examine everybody else. So we want to point the finger. They the problem. They the issue. They, they this. They that. But one of the things Holy Spirit showed me is, you you know, even there was a, you know, he did a, a mental representation. And there were two chairs. And, I, and he said, it's like he was showing me, my husband and myself. He said, so you want me to reach over you and get to him and straighten him out. I said, yes, Lord, that's exactly what I want. He said, let me deal with you first. Because if I can deal with you first, it's easy to get to him. A lot of times we want God to do the, the, the hard work, but we want to miss the work. We have issues. We have problems. Ladies, let me speak from, from, from this point. We have attitude issues. We have pro moody problems. Lord knows if the monthly cycle come on, that's another problem. Kids running around acting crazy. That's another problem. Dinner's not cooking. That's another problem. I can go on. List can go on. But at the same time, ask God to examine you. Examine where are you coming from. Lord, help me with my nasty attitude. Lord, help me with my nasty ways. Lord, let me be a better wife. Lord, let me be a better mother. Lord, let me be... You get the gist of what I'm saying. Because a lot of times we do. And I have so many friends that I have counseled. Not in, not in, in, in the clinical aspect, but in the friend aspect, that every time I turn around, it's his fault, his fault, his fault. Okay, let's examine what you're doing. Let's, let's examine what, you know, because there's some room for him, improvement even for us. We're, we're not arrived. We have not arrived. And along as we stay on this earth, God's saying there's some issues that you got that I need to deal with. And in the midst of God dealing with those issues, it helps us to see us. Because the songwriter says, sweep around your own front door. A lot of times we want to sweep around everybody else and then I got messes piled up. No, deal with you. Ask Holy Spirit to deal with you. Ask Holy Spirit to continue to allow him, the, the Spirit to have free course in your life. Acknowledge Holy Spirit. Yield to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will show you a lot of you. Whoever it may be, the spouse, the husband, the wife, the children, Holy Spirit will deal with a lot of you. And we begin to get allow Holy Spirit to show us us. We sometimes don't like what we see, but it helps us to become better. And from a man's point of view, I know we always think manly or we want to not listen to our spouse. Not every push is a bad push because most of the time, especially when you a wife is pushing you to be more, that means she see more in you. So don't take offense to a push or wanting more from your your spouse. Accept it, respect it, 
and let God lead you to that, that place where you need to be at. Amen. Amen. Because only God, the Bible says the man is the head, you know, and the wife is the help me. The wife shouldn't be doing much as the head, but God said once the man is in order and aligned mm-hmm. with who he has called him to be, guess what? That that's gonna come that's gonna be full fruition what God has said, that head of the house. He will become the head, not only head of his house, but head knowing I am in right standing with God. And when you in right standing with God and then you have favor that you found a good thing, God said, I will withhold no good thing from mm-hmm. you. You'll see increases coming from nowhere. You'll see. Let, let me just share this little name bit before we close. Because even myself, my I, I was so. Matter of fact, we had just come back from Dallas, Texas. And and I, you know, my husband was telling me about him leaving his job. And I'm thinking like, no, dude, what you talking about? You know, uh-uh. And I didn't see it. Why? Because I had my own, my own bias. My, look, my own barriers blocked me. But I didn't see it. But he knew that this was a move that he had to make. And and when he told me he was leaving his job and he going to this another other job and he said I may be out of you know a paycheck for a week and I'm thinking like, dude, we just come back from Dallas. What are you talking about? But uh I, I didn't see it. I had my own reasons why I didn't see it. But he did the move, and yeah, I was a little angry at first, but it was a move that God needed him to make. Years ago, he got a report that stated that he would never work in a a, a government job ever again. And that was the report of the enemy. And God had to remind me, you prayed for this. And sometimes we pray for stuff and we don't even know why we pray or how when we prayed it. And then when it comes, we can't even realize and recognize when what we prayed. But God said, you prayed for this. And God moved him into a government job, even though it was temporary at first, but they finally hired him full time. And he he basically defeated the lies of the enemy into victory, and he ended up getting a government job. And that's the thing I love about God, because when God tells a person to move, it doesn't matter if somebody else don't see it. It doesn't matter if your wife or your husband don't see it. You move because God told you to move. And because he moved in the proper timing that God needed him to move, elevation has been all around him. Because sometimes the wife won't see it. Sometimes the husband won't see it. But the thing I love about God, he allowed the one who's been praying, the one who's been seeking something different, there it's the favor is in their corner, not ours. We just help with the push. We just help with the prayer. We just, you know what I'm saying, activate that thing. But God said, I get the increase. And we have to trust him all the way with everything, even when we can't understand it. Trust God in your marriage. Trust God, not just your earthly marriage, but your kingdom marriage. God said he's married to the backslider. God said he loves you, beloved. God said you are the apple of my eye. Trust him with the marriage that he said that he is coming back for his bride. God's marriage is the greatest marriage that any man or woman can behold. And you don't even have to be legally married. But he said my marriage is even greater. 
But trust God even if, if you are earthly married. Trust God in your earthly marriage. Trust God in the things that he has for you. Trust God in the places that he want to take you. But you got to submit to God first. Sometimes we trying to submit to man and man ain't even studying us on that level. But God said, submit to me. I cause things to change. Come back to me. Turn to me. I will make some things happen for you that you couldn't even make happen for yourself. And one thing I know about God, he does things suddenly, instantaneously, immediately. His, his timing is always L-Y. He's going to do it quickly. What might have took somebody else 10, 15 years to get their marriage to where they needed to get? God said, I can do this within a snap of a finger. But you got to trust me. You got to hold dear to what I said. You got to continue to commune with me. You got to continue to seek my face above all things. You got to do those things that he already prepared for us to do. So trust God. Don't just trust him in your hurt. But trust him in all things. Holy Spirit is our greatest teacher. He will teach us all things, but we have to listen to the teacher. God is always seeking those who have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Let that be you. Let that be you. This is the Conclusion of Mental and Love Notes 101 interview with Pastor Sheldon Suggs, my spouse. I pray to God that he will continue to bless our union and continue to take us to places we had never even seen before. And I truly believe we had a time even now. Do you have any last words for the people? Mm, just be blessed and trust God. And I will say to married couples, Stay around married other married couples. Yes, and most indefinitely. Because nobody single could tell you how to be married. Amen. Healthy couples. Healthy. Healthy. God fearing. God fearing couples. Because some couples is like, ooh. Yeah. You can't hang around everybody. They cussing like a sailor and you trying to live right. And they drinking like sailors and you trying to live right. But godly fearing God fearing couples continue to commune and fellowship with those. Hey, people, this is your girl, C.L. Souls, with Mental and Love Notes 101. It has been a blessing and an honor to be before you, to give you what thus says the Lord. All right, this is your girl, C.L. Souls. Much love.